Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the English with Grace podcast. This is a centralized hub for students, teachers, and English language learners to practice their English and listen to the differing opinions of other English speakers. The content and focus of this podcast will vary, and my goal is to introduce listeners to a variety of perspectives, backgrounds, and experiences as we discuss topics that are also presented in my English with Grace conversation classes. So I'm very excited to have you here. I hope you enjoy this discussion. And of course, like and subscribe if you like it. And I look forward to seeing you in some of our upcoming conversation classes. Okay, everyone, welcome back to another episode of English with Grace. Today, we have part two of my discussion with Isaiah. Last time we were talking about risks. Um, and we briefly began to discuss mental health. But today the topic is mental health. I've invited Isaiah back for another conversation. Isaiah, say hello. Hi. <laughs> and we're going to talk about mental health. And I've invited Isaiah specifically because he has uh, had a lot more experience with this and I want him to share his story. So my first question, Isaiah, is about stigma and the word stigma. And if you can give us a quick definition or explain what stigma is. Ooh. Stigma, stigma. Um, if I was to define stigma, I might call it a societal pattern of aversion. Um, a culture that tries to stay away from something or to hush it, to not talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, it's dark and scary stuff, you might say. Mm -hmm. uh, in my class, I use the definition, a negative or disapproving attitude or belief that can cause people to avoid or fear something, usually a result of lack of knowledge or understanding. And then my example is mental illness is often stigmatized. Yeah. You know, um, it's human nature to, how do you say this? It's human nature to ostracize the other. You know, that's what we do. We, we, we pick on the weird kid at school. Um, you know, we, we, we make fun of people who wear different clothing or look different. Um, it's just a sad part of human reality. Mm -hmm. um, it is sad and annoying, frustrating. Uh, one of the questions I ask my students is, do you think when someone is diagnosed with a physical illness, such as the flu or arthritis, even cancer, do you think people are judged or blamed? Do you think there's a stigma around that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm you not know, trying to lead. I'm not trying yeah, to lead with you this know, When someone's diagnosed with cancer, we call them brave. Yeah. You know? um, but when someone's diagnosed with a mental illness, um, such as depression, anxiety, an eating disorder, or in your case, uh, if it's okay that I share, uh, bipolar disorder, um, do you think that people are judged or blamed um, for their illness in a way. I think it depends on where you're from. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm pretty lucky to, you know, live in this country mm -hmm. where we have decent access to medical care. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Man. I don't know. I guess my biggest question is, do you feel like there's still a stigma around it? Like, so from speaking from your experience, well, no, maybe... no, no one's blamed for, you know, if, me, in my case, I'm bipolar. I have bipolar one disorder. No one looks at me and goes, oh, you've done something wrong. This is your fault. But what happens is it's, 
when I have cancer, it doesn't affect other people, right? Like I talk about it. I go, oh, I have cancer. People go, oh, you're so brave. If you have a mental illness, you affect other people. If you have schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, a psychotic episode, um, you interact with other people and people see you acting weird and it usually leads to aversion. Loved ones might try to do something for you, try to get you to a hospital, get you medical attention, but the general public goes, whoa. You know, they, and it's, it's most mental illness is rare enough that most people, when they see a crazy person on the street, they don't know anyone themselves who is crazy, most likely. And so they see a crazy person and just go, whoop, something's fucked up with them and I'm just going to stay the fuck away from them. Sorry, for, you're going to have to bleep that out. <laughs> okay, yes. We'll, there will be some bleeping. Um, you use the C word. Yeah. Is it okay to say that? It's my I, word. I'm allowed to use it. Okay, I've but it. do you like it when other people say that? Because I try to avoid it. I wouldn't say crazy people on the street. But what do you mean when you say crazy? Like, can we use a different word? I think crazy is totally fine. For you? I should not use the word crazy. You, you shouldn't call other people crazy. Mm-hmm. But crazy is crazy. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. um, If you are in psychological distress and you are having psychotic symptoms... Another word for that is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not... Yeah, I, I'm usually not one... Uh, <laughs> I suffer from mental disability. And I, myself, look at words like crazy and go, eh, it's another word. It's, it, and it's, it's an apt word. It's a, it's a useful word. It describes, you know, psychotic symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to kind of continue this discussion of stigma... Does the stigma associated with mental illness influence how people talk about it? And if so, how? Say that again. Does the stigma associated with mental illness influence the way that people talk about it? People don't talk about it. We kind of just shuffle it under the rug. It's a weird amorphic thing that we just kind of look at and go, oh, no thanks, and they just shuffle it aside. Can you use another word besides amorphic? It's this intangible, (laughs) indefinable, ugly thing Mm -hmm. that anyone who looks at it or thinks about it says, I don't want to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Like when you're walking down the street, there's some guy sitting there on the sidewalk talking to himself. People walk by and go, I don't want to deal with that. And they just, or make fun of him, Mm -hmm. you know, which is... A sad reality, you know? What do you wish people would do? Oh, uh, <laughs> um, someone should call, you know, an ambulance. Really? Um, I don't, even, I don't know. I've been that guy. Mm-hmm. I've been the guy, like, sitting there on the ground talking to himself. Mm-hmm. And I walk by people like that to this day. Yeah. And I go, phew, like... It sucks, but what do I do? Like, Mm -hmm. if they're not, this is the thing with calling medical attention. If you're not a danger to yourself or others, there's nothing anyone can do about it legally. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, um, in in a nice, weird, different world, someone who is exhibiting obvious psychological distress, even if they're not an obvious danger to themselves or others, they should be, I think, picked up and given medical attention. But the thing is, you know, some of these pills that they prescribe people like me 
especially without insurance, and chances are that some homeless guy in the corner talking to himself doesn't have health insurance. Uh, these pills are hundreds or sometimes thousands of dollars, yeah. you know, for a month for a month prescription. So it's like our system doesn't necessarily favor the medically or the the mentally, uh, I'd say disabled, but mm-hmm. that's what it is. Uh, we will have to have a separate episode for insurance and our healthcare system. I just wanted to ask you though, because you said, you know, people walk by and they don't do anything and I get really frustrated and overwhelmed with these big topics and I am very solution oriented. So I always like to ask, um, especially somebody who experiences this, like, what would you want someone to do for you? So that's why I was asking you. And I know it's not a black and white issue. Uh, things rarely are. So I thought I'd see if you had any um, recommendations, but I'll let you think on that as we continue talking. Um, does stigma affect people getting treatment? And if so, how and why? Now, with this question, I'll repeat it, but with this question, I'm asking more just in general, not necessarily bipolar disorder, but any other mental illness. Do you think that st- the stigma around mental health affects people seeking and getting treatment? You know, people don't want to acknowledge they have a problem. I mean, um, we're really riding the stigma train here. Um, <laughs> there's an idiom for you, riding the stigma train. Um, I mean, for me, uh, I had my first psychotic episode when I was 18 years old. I had another one a year later. I was 19 years old. In both cases, I convinced myself that it was just a drug overdose or something. Um, I convinced myself that I didn't have a mental disorder. I didn't want to accept that I had mental disorder, especially when I came back to reality. I come back to being just a normal person, and I spent 10 years as a normal person, no psychotic incidences. Um, so it's like you don't you don't want to you don't want to accept or acknowledge that you have uh, a disorder mm-hmm. like that. It's just it's scary, you know. With cancer, it's like someone says you have cancer, you have six months to live unless we do something. With bipolar disorder or or even schizophrenia, you're not going to die. You might end up getting yourself killed because of your mental disorder, but you're not going to die. There's no ticking clock. And see, it's, it's a lot easier to just kind of shuffle it under the rug mm-hmm. and just convince yourself you're okay. Yeah. I don't know. I just realized, uh, I think one thing for me that you've taught me a lot, just from telling me that you have bipolar one, um, is I've learned that a lot of people don't even know what that is. And they're not aware of a lot of these mental illnesses. So can you tell uh, people in your own words, mm-hmm. what is bipolar one disorder? What does that mean? So, okay. For one, I'm not a doctor. Um, so I'm not an expert on these issues. I know what I know about bipolar disorder because I have it. Um, there are basically two types of bipolar disorder, bipolar one and bipolar two. Bipolar two is basically bipolar one without the really bad side. Another way of saying that is um, in bipolar disorder in general, you have these swings. These swings can last weeks, months, sometimes even years. And these swings alternate between what are called mania and depression. So when you're manic, you're energetic, you're um, oftentimes funny and even charismatic, uh, but you're also, when you get really manic, you're more likely to make, uh, bad financial decisions. You become much more reckless. You're much more likely to go f- 
free soloing a 500 foot cliff um, as a rock climber, uh, you're more likely to do crazy things. And you're living life to the fullest. Everything is just beautiful. You literally see color more vibrantly. Like you actually look around and you say, wow, the world is so beautiful. Um, and then when you're depressed, nothing clicks. There's no energy at all. Conversation is labored. Uh, um, you, you do unfortunately get suicidal, um, which I've been, I've been hospitalized for that. Um, and, uh, it's just, uh, this, this swing, you go back and forth and it, and it, it is, it is important to point out that roughly 50% of those people with bipolar disorder will attempt suicide in their lives. And <laughs> one third, based off the statistics I've read, one third of bipolar patients will kill themselves. Um, and uh, take that for however you want. Think about that on its own. But the thing with bipolar one is that when you have these severe episodes, they're called episodes when things get crazy, basically. Um, bipolar one, you're capable of psychotic symptoms. Delusion. They call them delusions, where you think things that aren't real. So in my case, in many bipolar one cases, when you get, you have what's called a manic episode where everything's amazing and heightened and colorful and zazz and there's mojo and power and everything's amazing. And then next thing you know, you're starting to believe that the TV is talking to you or that, um, you know, everyone around you is a government agent or that the world is being controlled by interdimensional aliens and demons and you live in this fantasy world. Um, and that's uh, what's called a, a, a psychotic episode. Some people even actually experience hallucinations, visual and auditory. Um, and I don't think I need to explain what a hallucination is, do I? Maybe. A hallucination is when you see or hear things that aren't there. Um, in my case, I've never had any hallucinations, but I've had delusions where I was in this fantasy world with, you know... Uh, can you use your matrix matrix example? The matrix, yeah. It's like it, 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 hopefully people who are listening to this have seen the matrix, right? <laughs> um, I think he's laughing because I haven't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the, the the matrix is this movie about this you know uh, computer program that controls the entire human race, and everyone lives inside this cyber world while their real bodies are being sucked on by, like, by robots, using them for energy, um, their minds are trapped in this uh, simulation that they perceive to be the real world. And these people have no idea that they're inside the matrix. Um, and so when I have, a lot of times when I have psychotic delusions, I start to believe that the matrix is real and everything around me is a computer simulation. Um, right. And, uh, and, and, uh, when I try to tell people what it's like to uh, experience what I experience, watch The Matrix, and then try to imagine yourself being the main character. And that's it. It's, everything's real to you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's this fantastic world mm -hmm. that reveals itself to you, you know? And then when you come out of it, it's, you know, when you, when you come back to reality, it's, it's heavy. It's really heavy. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say that, like, it's just such a heavy, hard, difficult topic, but I wish more people talked about it because I think you even sharing this story 
can just make so many more people feel heard and seen and everyone's experience is different. I was glad that you mentioned that too. Uh, cause not, uh, I know we've talked about this a lot. There are a lot of people diagnosed with bipolar one and bipolar two, but everyone is different. And the, the mood swings they experience can be completely different from the ones that you experience. So I guess my last question, um, before we do the idiom, if you have one, is uh, do you do anything to help with your mental health that you would like to share? Like what has helped you on this, on your journey? I guess your journey that we'll call life. Um, what are some words of encouragement if you could talk to 18-year-old Isaiah? <laughs> the first step is to accept that you have a mental dis- disorder. Um, that's probably the biggest one. Uh, I was on and off meds the first few years after learning that I had bipolar disorder. Um, I eventually went off meds and was fine for years. And then things started getting crazy again. And I had several episodes years later, these, these last two years. Um, so step one is accept that you have a mental disorder and then you gotta take meds. I hate to say it, you know, there's a, there's a lot, that's, that's a, talk about stigma, you know, having to take medication for a mental disorder like bipolar, you know, there's a lot of people out there who say, oh, I'm going to do it without meds, I don't need medication, I don't need medication, and maybe for some people they can get away with it, they can, they can stick to a good regimen of diet, exercise, and meditation, but for me and people like me, if you don't take meds, you're going to lose it you will cross the line. It, it's just it's your body's chemistry pulling you always one way or the other. And eventually it pulls you into mania and psychosis. And so uh, stay on the meds. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have to. So it's fine. It's easy. It's easy. Take a pill. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a great recommendation. Little disappointed you didn't say water. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, drink water. Yeah. <laughs> I've been giving him a lot of crap lately about not drinking water. Um, but thank you for sharing that. And I hope that just even if one person hears this and it helps them, then that's a positive. Uh, can you think of any expressions or anything? You said a couple throughout our talk, but any idioms or expressions that you want to share? And it doesn't necessarily have to be mental health. I'm I'm just thinking of... Some of the expressions you use today. Unfortunately, the only... Please don't be inappropriate. I can't. Yeah, the only one I, I can think of is uh, inappropriate. It's funny. It's a really funny one, but... Um, no, I, I can't think of it. Are you going to say it, or am I going to have to delete it? I'll say it, and then you can choose when oh, not great. to delete it. All right, you'll but, know if I kept it. Here we go. It's a, very, it's a good one. It's bat crazy. <laughs> All right. Please explain what that means. Uh, just being, you know, off your rocker. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> there we rocker. go. There we go. There we go. You, you can just stick def- to that. You can you can bleep out the other one and stick with off your rocker. Okay. okay. So you know, to be off your rocker is to um, where does it even come from? That's a great. I love asking. You know, off your rocker. Mm-hmm. Um, what it means is just to be, you know, uh, out there, crazy. You know. Um, not in your, not in a good state of mind, mm-hmm. you know. To say, oh man, that guy's off his rocker means he's he's crazy. He's he's. Uh... We are using the c word a lot today. Are we okay with that? I think so. I think so. Doesn't offend me. 
Okay. Because the thing is, there has to be a word to describe mm-hmm. crazy. And just because we're because we are afraid of being offensive, you know, we, we have to think of another term, and then we have to think of another term, and then we have to think of another term. We're constantly changing our dialogue because it's this endless game of I don't want to sound offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, in my case, crazy is just fine. Mm-hmm. You know, my life, and, I, and sometimes people say that without any any indication of mental well-being. People say, "Oh, my life is crazy." Mm-hmm. It's wild. It's out there. And sometimes my life, my life very much is mm-hmm. wild and out there. And I do agree that with the word crazy, it is who you're saying it to in what moment. And cause I'll say all the time, I'm going crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm crazy. My life's crazy. But I don't like if you see someone walking down the street talking to themselves, you, I don't think it's appropriate to say, look at that crazy person. Then what do we call them? Why do you have to call him anything? He's nodding. (laughs) (laughs) I just, and you know this, I just wish that people would just show more compassion and grace for people. Like, why do we have to call people anything and why can't we just not draw attention to so much of the negative or people not following the norm and... So for me, using crazy in that situation is just, it's just mean. It, the, it but there has to be a way to acknowledge that that guy needs help. But yes, okay. But I don't think that you need to say he's crazy. Maybe you can just say, but do you know he needs help? In my opinion, if someone is in psychological distress, they need help. Okay. They need to be taken into a hospital and, and given medications. So that then they can therefore maybe start getting their life back in order. They can mm-hmm. maybe get a job, get a place to live, you know, have health care, you know. Maybe. Live a normal life, you know. This is leading into another discussion on the system and health care and, you know, getting a job. Like, what, what, you know, it's not that easy. So we're going to pause there. Uh, But I did find the expression originated, so off your rocker, the expression originated at the end of the 1800s. Off is common, it's a common beginning to expressions signaling mental problems. So they seem off. Mm -hmm. I think you've said that today. In some cases, one might simply say something about he or she seems off. The reason for rocker uh, is unclear. But I'm reading here that some people are saying what I was talking about with the rocking chair. So off the rocker. It's a good one. Um, again, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I really appreciate it. And if more people want to learn more, I'll bring you back for another episode. Um, we could go on and on about mental illness, stigma. So there's a good chance you'll be back on my podcast. Looking forward to it. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of the English with Grace podcast. I hope you enjoyed this discussion. If you did like this episode, please go ahead and like and subscribe and keep an eye out for more episodes coming soon.